You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. This is What Do You Got? What do you got? Andy, it's your turn for What Do You Got? So what do you got for us today, bud? I have Tiger King. (laughs) Okay. Have you watched this? I have not. Okay. Fantastic. I've heard about it, and I know a little bit about it, and I know that everyone says, fuck this Carol woman, but other than that... Okay. I'm going to just say right now, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, spoilers, everybody. Okay, so can I can I give you some spoiler spoiler alerts in this? Yeah, I'm probably never gonna watch it. Okay, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. I, I this is one of the ones I wish you were actually sitting across from me right now, and not right here. not just in essence. You've been wearing the same shirt for the last fifteen <laughs> podcasts, sir. All right, it's but, but so have I apparently because I keep picking the same one to wear. <laughs> Um, yeah, at, least, at least you're washing yours. Yeah, that's true, you dirty fuck. Um, okay, so Tiger King. Tell me what you know about the Tiger King. Because I, when I first started uh, hearing about it, it was basically like, oh, this crazy guy, and it's about they own tigers, and you know he's uh, he's like this insane like redneck flamboyantly gay and it's just a crazy show man you gotta watch it and i'm like okay like people are bored it's the coronavirus lockdown (laughs) they're making a big deal out of something that is not a big deal right because just like when people say like oh i love the you know keeping up with the kardashian show because it's so good okay um so i just i never thought i was gonna watch it because it just didn't seem i don't really watch those kind of documentaries yeah yeah and then I forget what I saw. Somebody told me to watch it. Somebody whose like opinion I kind of hold a little higher. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me let me check it out. So I turned it on. I started watching the first episode. The entire series, and I'm I'm gonna say this, it's one of the best entertainment reality, sh- probably the best reality show entertainment thing I've ever seen in my life for every reason. <laughs> For every reason. That's for, absurd. <laughs> for for the good, funny, horrible, sad, uh, depressing, hilarious, um, just literally jaw dropping. There was an episode, and I'm not I'm not fucking joking, dude. Like, you know how I get critical with like TV stuff because I'm like kind of like a movie buff? Yeah, yeah. There was an episode where I literally had my mouth open for like 20 minutes of it. But before I realized, I was sitting there with my palms up with the like, what the fuck? Like, look on my face, but my jaw was literally open and my eyes were wide. Like, I just saw a ghost because of the shit that was going on in this show. Okay? So, I'll break it down for you. There's this guy who who's na- he's named himself Joe Exotic, right? Okay. So, Joe Exotic owns a tiger uh, like a, a tiger ranch or whatever. It's got all these big cats at it. And basically what he does is he uh, runs like petting for t- cubs and stuff like that through the zoo. 
It's like a private zoo. So he makes his money from people coming there and, and, and petting baby tigers and baby lions. And they go around. He's got a gift shop and all this stuff. And he wears like like blue jeans. He's got a mullet that's dyed um, like bright blonde. Like, like um, what do you, like bleach blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always has the most ridiculous shiny pink or tiger print with like it looks like he's a mermaid like he he like <laughs> skinned a mermaid and made shirts out of mermaid scales he always looks like that and he always carries a gun on his hip like a western gun uh like a six shooter yeah yeah so it starts out like exactly how you think it would start out right it's like interviewing these guys and they're 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 kind of likable like they're trying to make them into this like like oh like it is what it is like you 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 you're not shocked at all within the first couple minutes of the show because it's really not like throwing anything at you that you wouldn't expect from the trailer but then it starts throwing all these facts at you but the 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 one of the best worst saddest things is like every character in this it's almost like its own universe right like it's the marvel universe of white trash <laughs> And every single one of them has a like a Marvel X Men superpower of white trashness, and like an extremely exaggerated white trash personality personified. Yes, like a caricature of of these like white trashy things that. But the thing is, is that so many of them are so likable. Like they're likable people. So. It starts getting into it, and my favorite guy, he's not like one of the main dudes, but he's in it. It's this dude, they're interviewing him, they're like, how did you come to work here? And he's like, shit, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I found this shit on Craigslist, man. He's like, <laughs> I thought, hey, I never pet a tiger, so fuck it. I'll try that. <laughs> like, that's that's how he started there. So it's it goes on, and basically, like, you're meeting these people, and it's all fun, and and he's doing like these weird things. Like the guy's t- total sociopath. Like he's completely absorbed with himself. He wants to be famous. He wants to be like the center of attention at all times. And he he believes that people are coming to the zoo to like be friends with him or like to see him just as much as they are to see the tigers. So then, in like the first episode or the second episode one of the zookeepers gets attacked by a lion or a tiger and she gets her arm literally ripped off through the cage by one of these things right so they're they're trying to save her life basically they're like you know using their belt to like you know put a tourniquet on the on the arm and he stands up and they like she's not even in the fucking in in the rig yet, right? In the ambulance. And he's like, I'm never going to financially recover from this shit, man. Like, immediately going to, like, my my shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the thing is, is that this, this gr- she's probably, like, the, the coolest person, I would say. She went back to work five days later. What? And they they told her, they're like, listen, you're, you can get surgery. We can save your arm. But we're, you're, we're going to have to do, like, a couple surgeries over the next two years. She goes, fuck it. Take the arm off. And they're like... Oh. They're like, no, 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 we, we, we don't have to. Like, we can save it. She's like, nah, fuck that. Take, take my arm. So they fucking cut her arm off. And five days after she had her arm cut off, she went back to work. Why? All right. So 
and then (laughs) they go to this other dude and it's not just this guy joe exotic there's like three or four people that they follow that own big cat reserves right yeah so on the uh, when they first they do they did it so well because they introduce these people and they make them look like hey like this guy owns a big cat thing and obviously he's like hey i'm a wacky guy and i'm just a little crazy but then like as the show progresses you're like oh oh, you guys are like really dark, like really fucked up, right? So they go to this one guy who's not in the show a ton, but he owns like big cats and stuff. And they're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I got in trouble for, you know, uh, not for having uh, wild wild cats at my place, but, I was, you know, they got me in for uh, for drug dealing because I was, I was selling drugs to feed my cats because it's expensive. And they're like, so what did you go to jail for or prison for? Because he served like eight or 10 years. And they're like, well, He's like, you know, like, I'm not a bad guy, whatever. He's like, but, you know, the one time there was a DEA agent that they found out was a DEA agent and they cut him up with a chainsaw and I just happened to be in the room. And you're like, (laughs) what? Like, he was literally part of a drug deal where they found one of the guys in the room was a DEA agent and they cut him up with a fucking chainsaw and he just sat there through it, which... I guess everyone's just going to sit there through it because you don't want to be cut up with a chainsaw either. No, but, you're not making waves during that. But this dude's just like, yeah. So I, I guess that makes me a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally, they I like they think that part of the movie Scarface is like based on this dude's life, or like that was mentioned. Um, so then you get introduced to this lady, Carol Basking. And Carol Baskin, I think her name is said in the documentary more than everyone else because Joe Exotic literally says her name like, fuck Carol Baskin, that fucking bitch. Like, can't (laughs) stop talking about her. And the reason why is because Carol Baskin also owns a tiger place, but she's a quote unquote animal rights activist and she's trying to get big cat places shut down. Uh, The only problem is, is that all the things that she has a problem with Joe Exotic doing with his place she does the same thing i was about to say if she wants to shut down big cat places why does she have a big cat place she gets like joe exotic makes his money from selling baby tigers and having like petting zoos and and people come and see baby or tigers and, and lions she literally does the same thing she does the same exact thing so she is one of these people where you see her in the beginning and you're like okay she's animal rights but then when you think about it you're like oh she's She's just as bad as as this guy. So the whole thing like progresses and you know the the tensions get high and he's like this all he's doing is is shooting guns and 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 playing with these tigers all day. Oh, and I also forgot to mention. He's got two husbands. <laughs> so both of them are meth heads. The one of them He's got a tattoo right above his rootin' stem that say uh, uh, privately owned by Joe Exotic, right? Dear God. So, and none of them have teeth. Well, the one guy doesn't have it. He's got like six teeth, and none of them are next to each other. It's like his teeth have a restraining order on one another, <laughs> and they're not allowed within three teeth of one another. So, he's got this husband who's like just as crazy, like not as like like look at me, look at me, but like, again a superhero redneck. So then he meets this other guy who's like 19. He's got a drug problem, not a bad looking dude, but he's got a drug problem. So like he's just smoking weed and all this shit. And then you find out later that they all had meth addictions, right? 
Of course they had. So as you're getting through this thing, you're like, okay, so Joe Exotic started out this way, and this is how he came to own Big Cats, and this is how he got to start this. And this lady, Carol Baskin's always with this older gentleman who is, I guess, her, her husband or her boyfriend. And everyone's in like minimum, like their fifties or, you know, around that age. So then you find out that the way Carol Baskin got her money was that she married a millionaire, right? So she married a millionaire who like apparently had like a wife and kids, but he had a problem with like, you know, keeping it in his pants, so to speak. So he picks her up on the side of the road because she just got into a fight with her then husband when she was like 19 or 18. And this guy was in his like 50s. So he picks her up. They start dating or whatever. And then he had like a, a big tiger farm and like all these big cats and all this stuff. So then a couple of years later, all of his friends are like, yeah, this guy, which I forget his name, whoever Carol Baskin's first husband was, started coming up to him and like, hey, it's getting real bad. I think Carol's going to try to kill me because she's threatened my life several times already. And then that dude disappeared. He literally put something in his, he wrote something, a letter or something to his friend. I forget. I'm totally butchering this part, but he literally said, in case I disappear, like X, Y, Z. And he fucking disappeared. And they never found him. Someone, someone was eaten by a big cat. So Carol Baskin, Carol fucking Baskin, she gets all his shit. So she she cuts the family out of the will and all this stuff. And she is as crazy as you think a lady obsessed with big cats is. Like as crazy as you can imagine. So then you find out that she probably murdered her husband, right? So then Joe Exotic's fucking zoo is going about its business and then you get this other guy and this other guy his name is i took a screenshot i can remember most of their guys names um this guy's name is uh doc antle he's apparently a doctor in like um spiritual science or something like that so a doctor in spiritual of course he is okay he <laughs> yeah he looks like the dude that you would make a cartoon of of the safari guy who loves being the safari guy he always wears the safari hat he's got the goatee like the little uh flavor saver thing going on underneath his chin he's got the long ponytail he's all gray he's in his like 50s or 60s and he's like not in good shape like not in good shape at all but he's got all these like young, attractive women around him, especially for him. Like they're very, you know what I mean. Like you look at him, and then you look at the people he has working for him, and he he's kind of. Like he huh? sounds like a he sounds like a discount redneck Steve Irwin. Yes, but the thing is, you can tell when the guy talks that he's very smart, like oh. very street smart, and very like. He's almost like so smart. He he's probably the best one that comes off at not sounding completely insane. Yeah. Like you when you hear Joe Exotic talk, you're like this guy's out of his mind. So <laughs> later on you find out that this dude basically sub- seduces young women to come work there and then basically keeps them like prisoners. What? Like doesn't pay him like 100 bucks a a week to live or whatever and basically like Hey, 
you want to get move up into a house because he has this huge property with houses on it. Like you're going to sleep with me or you're not going to get anything. So like all these women that come in, he gets them to work there. It's like, Hey, you want to work with baby tigers at like 19? And then he just sleeps with them and then they become part of his little crew and then they can't leave because they don't have anything because they're the type of people that are, are literally walking away from their life to go live on a fucking plantation with big cats. Like, it's a unique type of person. Dude, that so, sounds like a fucking cult. It is, 100%. But at the same time, you look at what Joe Exotic is doing, because in the beginning, it's like, oh, he's given jobs to these like basically homeless people yeah. that don't have anything else to, to, to do, so he's giving him a job, he's a good guy. But then you find out that this dude is basically doing the same thing because he's taking these people that have nothing else so that he can basically threaten them and have control over them because he knows they can't go anywhere like they can't do anything so then they start showing you the living quarters of the people that work at joe's zoo and it's like these trailers that have cockroaches in them and like all this shit and he he only pays them like like 102 dollars a week and then <laughs> so they're literally showing them like getting all these things from walmart i guess because like walmart has a policy where like if you um, buy food and then return it you're not allowed to reshelve it you have to throw it out for yeah. safety concerns so they get these truckloads from walmart that they feed to the tigers of all meat and all this stuff and all these guys do is that's the best day of the week because they go through all the expired and rotting meat and just pick out what they think is good to eat oh that's how bad it is so like the one dude like picked up this thing of like tater tots or chicken nuggets and was like oh my god it's still cold i'm taking this it's just like meat that has been sitting in a truck for for a long time yeah this it, is all sorts of fucked up. it's all sorts of fucked up so then the battle between carol baskin and joe exotic gets worse and, you know, people start going back and forth and they got legal issues and he's starting websites and all this shit. And he, he takes like a, a mannequin of her and he's blowing it up in his backyard. <laughs> and then um, Joe's 19 year old husband is starting to have like a bad meth addiction and he's saying that he's a prisoner there and he starts like kind of divulging some of the stuff that he probably shouldn't have been didn't that Joe didn't want him to divulge to like the, the pr production crew and all this shit. So then Joe decides he's going to run for president in 2016. <laughs> so he literally hires a campaign manager. And a guy that's, I guess, aspiring campaign manager goes on, this young kid. So at the same time, he's like losing money because of the legal battle. So he brings in this other guy. And this guy, it's a battle between, I think, this guy and Carol Baskin for who the biggest piece of shit is. Right? It's this dude, his name is uh, Jeff Lowe, right? Okay. He, he dresses like a 16-year-old kid who skateboards and does like motocross, but a kid who dresses like he does those things, but doesn't do those things. So what's his job? But he's in his 50s. So... He comes in as like the financial backer because he also is involved with big cats, but he wants to get like more, I guess, better with it. So he comes in like, hey, listen, I'll pay for all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. He brings Joe Exotic out to Vegas, shows him his mansion, all this shit. And he, but he's dressed like the biggest, like, like 
looks like he was conceived from like if Mountain Dew and that energy drink surge like was dripped down a sewer drain, like this guy would come out of it. Like <laughs> that's just all like he, he wears a bandana with a hat on in the most awkward way that you can do it. And again, not in good shape, looks terrible, but again, young women around him got money, all this shit. So Joe's running for campaign for president, realizes that's probably not going to win. So he runs for governor. And the other guy come to find out like halfway through this dude, uh, Mountain Dew guy, he has no money really. He's got money, but not like he says he does. Like the mansion that he went out there was like a rental. And he tricked, he tricked Joe to like agreeing to this stuff to basically like get his, like to get in on his business. And this dude does this to countless other people, like countless people over and over again. And nobody is wise to it after he's done this to countless people. And then there's this other dude thrown in there who looks like a baby Huey type of guy. You ever see the meme on Instagram with the guy in the wave runner? The big heavy set guy in the, on the wave runner. It looks like a woman. No. Okay. Well, I, it's this guy. He's like one of the grossest looking human beings I've ever seen. And he owns like strip clubs, you know, got arrested for fucking drugs and all this stuff. So he's kind of involved in it too. So then um, Joe Exotic is running for governor. He gets 17% of the votes. Holy shit. That ain't bad. 17. He was third out of 12 people. What's scary is that that many people voted for him. It it's not saying a lot for the voting public, okay? It's not. So, because he's like a charismatic guy, he was going out and doing all this stuff. So then, as he's voting or running for campaign manager, he's like letting the park kind of go to shit, and like the animals are kind of just have, like you don't even know that the tigers are even a part of this anymore because it's so involved <laughs> with the people. Like you, you forgot that this show was about big cats. They're kind of just like lawn ornaments at this point. Like you kind of forget that they're there. So. It ends up coming back, and this guy, um, uh, the guy that he was dating, the eighteen-year-old or nineteen-year-old kid—he's probably—I don't know how old he is now—but he's talking to the campaign manager, and he was like slowly kind of losing his mind there. So the the campaign manager, like this young like dude who's kind of like a looks like kind of like introverted type of talker, like real like soft spoken. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he always used to do stuff like point guns at you and be like, oh no, it's not loaded, man. But like jokingly like do that kind of joking yeah so then they show this the the footage because everything was recorded everything was recorded so he comes in and they show the campaign manager sitting in his office and he's like you see him talking and he's like yeah he came in and he was pointing the gun at me and this and that and blah 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 and then all of a sudden uh you just see like this fucking flash off camera. And then the campaign manager like puts his hands over his face. The fucking kid shot himself in the head in front of the guy What? and killed himself. What? Yes. Killed while, him while they were recording, but while like they were recording, like it was a security camera and you see the guy talking oh. and all of a sudden you see the flat, this flash and the guy's like, what the fuck? He goes, I thought he was, I, I half thought he was joking. Because he did that so many times, and uh, no, he killed himself. And I, I, I picked that up at like the second or third episode because everyone else was getting interviewed. You could see that it was being interviewed at like this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the other one, like this one, was like that kid had no interviews. 
And I'm like, oh, that kid killed himself. Like, I guarantee that kid killed himself because he's not, he doesn't have any interviews that they're showing. And sure as shit, he fucking killed himself. So there's also a dude that works there that has no legs. (laughs) And he's also one of the more normal guys that works there, but he didn't lose his legs from the Tigers. So that happens. And then, oh, also, Joe Exotic also has music videos where he, he lip sings to other people making music and it's not that bad. Um, like the songs aren't that bad, but he tells everyone that it's him singing basically, (laughs) but they're like music videos, like legit music videos. So he's on his campaign. He's trying to fucking go at it with his Carol Baskin. His, his husband kills himself at his fucking funeral. He's sitting there. The kid's mother is in the front row who also looks like she's might dabble in some drugs but he's sitting there and he starts telling story about like, yeah, you know, every time I'd feel down, you know, uh, I'd be sitting there in, in the room at the computer and, uh, you know, any, anytime I'd feel sad or, 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 uh, or, or lonely or something like that, you know, he would just come up behind me and just, you know, put those big, beautiful balls right in my face. And he just, you just love them. And you're like, what? The? And he's not being metaphor. Like he literally means he would shove his balls in my face. And his mother, who just lost her son, is sitting ten feet away. And he starts to like talking about like how they used to bang each other. And this is his funeral. What is wrong with these people? So then he sings a I'm fucking set just by you telling me these things, dude. So then he fucking sings a song at his funeral, <laughs> and like a whole production. So right after that, he then goes and meets another kid and ends up getting married to that kid who's another 18-year-old or 19-year-old kid and all this shit. So then all these business deals that he had with Mountain Dew guy start going to shit, right? The guy got no money, all this stuff. So stuff starts going downhill real quick. So then Carol Baskin's still on her thing. She definitely murdered her husband. All this shit. So then what ends up happening is the guy, the the guy Rob uh, Lowe or Jeff Lowe gets in trouble for something for like either having big cats where he shouldn't or something like that. The strip club guy gets in trouble for something else. But basically everyone's getting in trouble for shit that's like kind of related but not really related to Joe Exotic, right? And in the meantime, allegedly, Joe Exotic hired one of the guys who Jeff Lowe brought in who looks like he crawled out of a Louisiana swamp. (laughs) Like, teardrop tattoo, like, totally, like, you can tell the guy's been through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically, allegedly, hires this guy to kill Carol Baskinger. So, So this explains, I was wondering when, because I... I know the Tiger King is in jail. Yeah. I saw the whole thing. People want him to be pardoned. Yeah. So (laughs) So I was wondering where that came into play. So he basically hired this guy to do it. And they've like talked about it over text message, everything like that. So then this guy goes to do it. He finds her at a gas station or something and chickens out. Ends up basically saying like, yeah, I woke up days later because I, I went back to using and I basically just like pussied out and didn't do it. So he ends up 
uh, burning all the footage from like all this shit. Like there was an arsenic thing that happened at the at the Tiger Zoo that burned down the alligator pit, and like he accused Carol of it because of like the footage that he had in there and all this shit. And then he fucking burns all the footage that he had because he didn't want, I guess, be incriminated or something. And he basically beats feet and skips town. So ends up Mountain Dew guy, strip club guy. Uh, Louis, Louisiana Swamp Guy and all these people testify that he hired to hit this guy to um to to kill Carol Baskinger or Baskin. And how it's presented in there, I'm probably like a, with like the rest of 95 percent of the people. They basically testified against him to get a lower sentence or to get off on the shit that they were already in trouble for. Yeah. So it shows Mountain Dew guy basically trying to convince Louisiana Swamp Man to be like, this is what happened, right? That's exactly what you did, huh? Wink, wink. So Joe Exotic ends up getting arrested. Um, Carol Baskin still being crazy. And there's there's a scene, which is hilarious, there's a scene where one of the tigers attacks Joe Exotic, starts biting his feet. And he has to literally pull out his gun and start shooting rounds at the ground to get the tiger to go away. But it's funny because he's such an animal lover, but as soon as the tiger bites his foot, all he keeps saying is, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face, you bitch, over and over again until the tiger leaves him alone. And so he he thinks that somebody put cologne on his shoes to make the tiger go after him. Which... Which would make sense because it it sounds stupid, but like when you're especially when dealing with big animals, if they're used to smelling certain people and used to smelling you, you'd think that like if if they smelled something different, they'd be like, "What is this? I don't like this. What do I do to things I don't like? I, I kill them." So everyone's calling him crazy, and Carol Baskin was like, "Yeah, you don't you don't wipe." perfume on something that you want a tiger to eat they'll just rub it like she's totally crazy cat lady she's like you rub sardine oil on it and it's Uh, like oh sounds like you may have done this before carol but the craziest awfully specific yeah so the craziest thing is is that carol baskin runs her zoo and it's a hundred percent volunteer work and she's like all these PETA and animal rights activists are like have her backing her up, but she literally does the same thing that Joe Exotic does. So Joe Exotic goes to jail. He was he could fa- he would have been facing up to seventy five or eighty six years if all the charges happened. He got twenty two years Damn. for for it, right? And. He basically gave his side of the story, took the stand, and like everyone advised him against it. But apparently, he did like very well on the stand, I guess, which maybe got him a reduced sentence from how they kind of made it sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then care, uh, the other guy, the um, Tarzan dude, the flavor saver guy, he ends up getting like uh, his, his place was raided because apparently he was breeding the cubs, and I, and also they have like. I'm not talking about they like, have like ten tigers at these at these zoos. By the way, Tim, they have hundreds. Oh no, I heard it was absolutely like ridiculous. Hundreds, like, ob- obscene. Yeah, so he would have these petting things all year round with like these baby cubs, and it costs. I think they said like between three and seven grand or ten grand a year to feed one tiger. 
So he's looking at like three mil hey, in uh, in just food costs, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and this is going to be this will be the end real 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 soon here. So he he's basically going to be um, he he's doing all this this shit, and his his place ends up getting raided, and he is accused of basically because he has all these young tigers and they never kind of are seen growing up They're They were saying that he has like this, like euthanasia box where he puts all the cubs after they get too old to pet. And he basically kills them. And then he burns them in a home, uh, furnace that he has. What? Yeah. Like some evil people, man. So, uh, so that's the tiger King. That plot is thicker than Game of Thrones. And there is so much I left out. So many things that are in there. We're like, we we need to watch this together to break it down. Not just for this, but also for like a human level. Because these are these are people that like you would think like, oh yeah, crazy people exist. But when you see somebody that's recorded for that extended period of time and you really get ingrained with how fucking nuts some people are on a like because if this guy wasn't rich or didn't have a tiger farm like he'd probably be in a mental institution but because he had money and he wasn't totally stupid like he just gets to do and he was in a state where it's legal to carry firearms and own tigers like he's just walking around with everybody else ran for governor and got damn near a quarter of the votes that's crazy. I'm staring intensely into your cardboard cutout right now. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Dude, that that part of the country's nuts. <laughs> Insane. That is absolutely absurd on yeah. so many levels. I can't even begin to digest that yeah. I can't digest that that's real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it gets so sad at the end because everything's falling apart. All these people that don't that just can't find jobs anywhere. You know, the only thing they had were these big cats and they're not able to work there anymore and the cats are getting sold. And they're basically like the one guy that was like, fuck it, I found this job on Craigslist. Like that was one of my favorite dudes. And the last interview they do with him, he's literally so fucked up on either heroin or because he started using again. He didn't say that, but you can tell. He literally passes out mid-sentence during the interview. Dude, that's so sad. Yeah. It's so – it's a literally an, an emotional roller coaster. It You cannot not get wrapped up in it unless you're not paying attention at all. It's It's – it's like I said, it's probably the best thing I've ever seen on reality TV show for all the right, wrong, and indifferent reasons. On every level of, of, of emotion, it has shit in there. That that is damn. Yeah, we gotta we gotta watch this and we're we gonna do, do to we this. need to do a part two with your rebuttal. I, I need to experience this in its full glory. One yes, day. you do. So uh any thoughts on Tiger King before you watch it? Um not on Tiger King specifically, although I will mention real quick that I have spent the past six months trying to get you to watch Avatar, and it mm. took someone making a casual remark about Tiger King for you to watch it. So I'm a little irked at that. But other than that, I'm good to go, bud. <laughs> well, Tim, as he said in his famous song, I saw Tiger, and Tiger saw man. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. 
It's it's a it's a catchy song. I've been singing them all week. <laughs> and you will not stop saying Carol fucking Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin, bitch. So, all right, that's it. This has been uh, BDP's What Do You Got? Tiger King. We will catch you guys next time. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all